Track 5, Pylons to Rock Reef Pass. Everglades National Park preserves areas of rich cultural importance for the Aboriginal people that once called this landscape home. Archaeologists believe the Tequesta and Calusa tribes dominated the South Florida coast for the better part of the past 10,000 years, making occasional forays deep into the interior. These indigenous cultures prospered from the rich resources the Everglades offered, yielding only to the disease and weapons brought by early European explorers. By the mid-1700s, most tribesmen that survived the onslaught fled to nearby Caribbean islands, leaving behind only a few reminders of their early habitation. Today, astute visitors to Everglades National Park can still find the enormous shell mounds and ancient canals created by these extinct tribes. Farther north, under pressure from European settlers throughout the early United States, numerous tribes from the Deep South were displaced from their ancestral lands. Many divergent tribes from the Creek Confederation emigrated into northern Florida, then a Spanish territory, and became known collectively as the Seminoles. Under Spanish rule, the tribe enjoyed relative freedom and goodwill. During this time, runaway slaves from the south often sought refuge among the Seminoles in Florida. Many were assimilated into the tribe and afforded protection, enraging slave owners to the north who demanded their return. Spain's rule in Florida was weak and ineffective, and allowed for frequent skirmishes along the border. These aggressions escalated in 1817 when President James Monroe authorized Andrew Jackson to use military strength across the Spanish border to chastise the Seminoles. This action would initiate what would later be known as the First Seminole War. The territory of Florida was transferred to the United States by the Adams-Onis Treaty of 1819, threatening the Seminoles once more. Soon after, in 1825, Congress passed the Indian Removal Act, a federal policy to move all Indians west of the Mississippi. Prolonged battles over slaves and tribal land ensued, and the Seminole Wars of the early 1800s ravaged Florida for over 40 years. The violent skirmishes that typified these wars forced many Seminoles to either submit to U.S. forces and emigrate west or flee further and further south. Ultimately, those that would not surrender sought refuge in the deep recesses of the Everglades, a landscape yet unexplored by their white pursuers. The impenetrable wilderness afforded both ideal protection and a host of new possibilities. Within the Everglades ecosystem, an area that European settlers saw as little more than a mosquito-infested swamp, the resourceful tribe found a new means to survive and prosper. The sheltered upland tree islands you see around you provided the perfect locations for dwellings and limited farming. It was here that the tribes built their chickies, open-air shelters constructed of cypress logs and cabbage palm thatch. These dwellings were elevated to protect against summer floods and wildlife. Nearby, acres were cleared for the planting of familiar crops like corn, beans, peas, and pumpkins. Those Seminoles which made contact in the West Indies also farmed bananas, limes, coconuts, and pineapples. Remnants of these old farms still persist even today. Traditionally, the Seminoles were an agricultural society. In North Florida, grassy meadows were used to pasture cattle and horses and cultivate a wide variety of crops. However, the unusual Everglades landscape offered little grazing land for livestock and only a few suitable areas for farming, so the tribe depended greatly on hunting and gathering. 
The Seminole learned to move about the Everglades with ease, using long, flat dugout canoes made of cypress. Pulling these lengthy vessels across the open sloughs, the Indians would gather an abundance of turtles and garfish from the shallow waters. Sometimes, these canoes were even fitted with masts and sails to harness the powerful winds of the Everglades over longer distances. From the Pinelands, a Seminole would hunt deer, squirrel, and turkey. It is here also that they would gather the starchy roots of the Kunti and Smilax plants from which they produced flour. The tender growth bud of the sable palm, sometimes referred to as swamp cabbage and sold today as hearts of palm, was eaten either raw or cooked. Various wild fruits, such as plums, grapes, and berries were collected here, and numerous plants were gathered for the medicinal properties they were said to contain. Early in the 20th century, the federal government recognized the need to preserve large tracts of tribal land from encroachment by new Floridians. By 1935, three reservations had been created for the Seminole tribes. Due in part to a persistent suspicion of the government's attempts to move them from their land, migration of these reservations was slow, and many refused the move altogether. By the 1950s, when most Seminoles spent at least part of the year living on these fairly modern parcels of land, there was still a dozen or so Hichiti-speaking Seminoles living in the vicinity of the present-day Tamiami Trail who took no part in reservation life and retained the culture of their ancestors. The Indian Reorganization Act of 1934 granted American Indian tribes the opportunity to incorporate, form their own tribal governments, and elect their own public officials. Under this act, the Seminole were finally granted sovereign nation status in 1957 and are known officially today as the Seminole Tribe of Florida. The small band of conservative Indians living along the Tamiami Trail also followed suit and became known five years later as the Miccosukee Tribe of Florida. Though both tribes still live and thrive in the heart of the Everglades ecosystem, they take great pride in noting that their ancestors never signed a peace treaty or ever surrendered in battle. They are truly an unconquered people and will no doubt continue to flourish for many years in the vast expanse of this fruitful landscape. This concludes track 5. At this time, go ahead and pause or stop this recording. Proceed to track 6 during your drive between Rock Reef Pass and Paheoki.